When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Has your kid ever said something super creepy to you about, like, I don't know, a past life or something? 651-641-1071. That's our question for you. And Holly, uh, let's tell everybody why we're asking. Well, we're asking the question, 651-641-1071, something eerie. Mm-hmm. Something creepy that your child has said to you, specifically maybe about an experience they had before entering this dimension. This was a topic on a Twitter thread that I came across recently where a Twitter user named Lila Sturges shared their experience about their daughter saying when my daughter was around four or five years old, she calmly insisted that she had once been married to a man named Brad Huffington When we asked what had happened to him, she replied with a note of sadness. He was lost at sea. Oh, Oh, my gosh. And so the Twitter thread unfolds. Now, these conversations have been happening on social media for years. Yes. So they just it just popped up to my attention. Mm -hmm. You know, also found on various Reddit's. Instagram's BuzzFeed of these stories. But lots of people have stories about young children saying things to them that there would be no way that a young children could know. Or a young that's child. the thing that's really strange. Uh, and by the way, 651-641-1071. Has your kid ever said something super bizarre like that to you? And honestly, you know, um, that is, the, I, I, I don't have a specific example of it for me, but there are things when kids are young that they will do or say that will completely surprise you because it's out of character, maybe a little bit out of their vocabulary level. Yeah. And it refers to something that they shouldn't probably know at their young age. Mm-hmm. And and it sticks out. And the thing, at least I always tried to resist doing, is saying, oh, that's just your imagination. Or telling them that it's not real. Or even thinking that myself because... It's bizarre, and yeah. we should celebrate the bizarreness of it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. 651-641-1071. Has your child ever said anything kind of eerie or bizarre that sounds like it might be about a life that is not the one we are presently in? Mm-hmm. We do have a couple calls. Should Ooh, we go to yeah, them? Yeah, let's go. Okay, so we've got, is it Rini? Rini's on the line. Hi, Rini. Did your kid say something kind of eerie? Well, actually, it was my nephew, uh, my nephew's kid when he was five, and it was uh, maybe a couple months into one of the, the pandemic had started and everything was shut down. Uh-huh. And one day he said to my nephew and his wife, um, is this the end of days? Oh, oh all right. 
that? Oh, wow. And how old is he? He was five. Yeah, that's like a, that is a sophisticated thought. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And they couldn't figure out, they asked and they couldn't figure out that he heard it from anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh. That is very interesting. Yes. And we all hope it is not. Exactly. Thank you, Reenie. That's Thank a, you. Oof, that one is a kind of an eerie story. Mm-hmm. Um, 651-641-1071. Has your child or a child in your life ever said something kind of eerie, a little bit weird yeah. that uh, maybe harkens back to a time that we are not presently in? Yes. Give us a call. We want to hear these. 651-641-1071. Let's go to Cindy. We've got Cindy on the line. Cindy, do you have a story about a child saying something kind of eerie about a time other than the one we're in now? Yes. My daughter, when she was two to three to four years old in her early preschool years, my eldest child was, he passed away at 11, at 11 days old. I'm so sorry. But she carries his middle, his name as her middle name. She is, she, she is his namesake. And she would tell me, mommy, I, I played with my brother at the beach today, and now this is her brother's been gone for two years at least at this time. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it would freak me out that she was talking and playing with her brother regularly. This happened at night in her dreams oh. multiple times, oh, wow. and I, I finally gave up. And I'm like, okay, she's born with her brother as a guardian angel. I'll take it. I was told her, I said, tell your brother that mommy says I love you and give him a big hug for me. Oh, oh. that is so sweet, Cindy. Thank you yes. for sharing that story. Thank you. That is amazing. Have a good day. Um, has your child ever said anything kind of eerie or strange that didn't make a whole lot of sense, maybe about a dimension that we are not presently in? Yeah. This all comes from a Twitter thread, multiple Twitter threads that uh, we've been we've been following. We've got a couple other callers, but Holly, do you have an example, like another example from the, the Twitter thread that really sticks out to you? Because some of these are bonkers. Oh, well, a lot of, you know, paraphrasing multiple stories being that somebody is with a child Mm -hmm. and the child will say to the parent or to the older person oh remember when i was big and you were little Mm -hmm. and we used to go to the beach and have a picnic yeah and the older person is like oh i used to do that with my grandpa Uh uh-huh uh-huh stuff like that so i get goosebumps okay let's go to evelyn Hi, Evelyn. Evelyn, do you have a story about an eerie thing that a child in your life has said? I do. What is it? My daughter, um, when she was little, just learning how to talk, instead of saying hi, she would always, or yes, she would always say I, like (gasps) a Scottish person or pirate almost or something. Wow. Wow. That is so wild. not breaker of the habit, we would say, you mean yes, she'd say I. (gasps) And then... And then when she was learning to talk about one and a half, two years old, and it would only be with my grand, with her grandma and her two sisters, she would go into these elaborate stories, my two-year-old daughter, about being in Scotland and old-timey names and where she lived. And oh, wow. It really freaked them out a bit. But, I mean, to this day, she still has almost an accent that we cannot explain and she's gone to speech therapists and they're like yeah that's just how she talks that is so she's from scotland how old is she now she's 10 do you ever talk to her about those like does she still have those memories of talking about those things she does not isn't that Mm. wild 
Oh, no, only when she was up until about the age of three. Wild. Wow. Thank you so much, yeah. Evelyn. Thank you. Something just, I just remembered something. I completely forgot about this. Yeah. My son is 12. My younger son, uh, he and his twin sister are 12 years old. And he says often, still, he will say to us as though we understand or know what he's talking about. Do you remember the first time you realized you were alive? Huh. And I say, no, I actually don't remember that. Do you? Yeah. He'll say, yeah, I was three years old and I was in and he used to share a bedroom with his twin sister and his twin sister got into a a big kid bed before he did because she was potty trained first. And that was sort of the incentive. So he was still in a crib. She was still in a bed. And he said, Tilla was in her bed. I was in my crib and I opened up my eyes and um, our babysitter at the time had come in to pick him up from a nap. And he said, and I realized I'm alive now. And he still talks about this. Oh, man. In those words. Wow. At 12 years of age. Isn't that wild? That is. And three years old is the thing that just triggered that memory when Evelyn said that her daughter doesn't remember those things that she should talk about before she was three. But your son does remember something. Or like three was three was when he realized he was alive in the world. Yeah. He has, he in his mind doesn't remember things before that. Mm -hmm. It's bizarre. Let's go to, uh, let's see. Julie's been holding longer. Hi, Julie. Julie, has your kid ever said anything super eerie about a dimension that we are not in? I don't have any children, but what my grandmother told me was that when you were born, you were born with all the secrets, and that's why we have that little whoopty under our nose and above our lip. It's where the angel put their finger and said, I like that. Thank you, Julie. That's so interesting. And let's let Susie have the final word. Susie, do you have a a story about a child saying kind of something eerie about a dimension we're not in? Hi, Susie. Are you there? I think Susie has slipped into a different dimension. Yes. Goodbye, Susie. We will depart her dimension and and come back into ours. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love this. I love this storyline. Like, I love these. Holly, you were uh, reading through a bunch of them yesterday. And if you've got extra time and you want to be kind of amazed and a little bit creeped out, but also intrigued by the mouths of babes. All of it. It's unbelievable. So you can find a couple of those lists on BuzzFeed. You can find them on Twitter. There's, like you said, Reddit threads. Go down the rabbit hole. It is seriously entertaining. Okay. Very. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it is Friday. And Friday means we... We're cheating! After this on My Talk 107.1. Oh, it is Friday on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 107.1. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hey. Our friend Rachel's at the controls. And because it is Friday, what is it that we do, friends? We are going to cheat. Dirty, rotten cheetah. Cheat day taste test. Stick this in your mouth. Okay. Okay. Alrighty, so uh, what is Sunday? Anyone? Anyone? It's Easter. It's Easter. The Easter Bunny's coming. And I don't know about you guys, but. I hope he's wearing a snowsuit. Well, don't say that. Gloves, I know. hats, so little booties. Dress up. Mm-hmm. Dress up for the weather. Yeah. Easter Bunny. But also, I don't know about you guys, but at my house, the Easter Bunny always brought jelly beans. Oh, that's so nice of him. So we are in the jelly bean season. And and that season means all kinds of weird jelly beans. And today we're going to try the, they're upside down. Hold on, hold on. The Funfetti Jelly Beans by Brock's. Fun! It's Fetti. Now is, 
Colleen, I do have a couple questions. About I have a couple answers. Funfetti jelly beans. Are these official, like a an official uh, collaboration between Pillsbury and Brock's? It because appears Pils- Pillsbury is the maker of the Funfetti cake. You are absolutely correct, and right. uh, it, th- I will tell you, uh, it, I do think it is. And the reason why is two two reasons why. One is you see here we have the actual cupcakes with the funfetti mm-hmm. on them. Do we have a Doughboy sighting? We do not have a Doughboy sighting, but what they say on the package that's weird to me is from the makers of Brock's. Uh, I thought... Is uh, it a parent company situation there? Uh, Are these question. bootleg? Where did you buy these? <laughs> I'm Okay, well, I don't want to tell you. This is a weird story. Oops. I want to hear it. It's not that weird. I mean, I got them off the Amazon.com. I'm going to show you something kind of weird. Now, the first thing you need to know is the bag was fully sealed. Like, absolutely, totally. I inspected it. It was sealed. Holly, you look suspicious. Tell us more. This ding-dang microphone, I'm done. Okay, there we go. But on the back of it was this sticker. In handwriting... It says, oh, man. expiration date, 10-1-2023. Now, I took the sticker off because I was like, what's under there? What is under there? It's the actual thing that says best by October 2023. Okay, that makes me feel really confident about what you've I'm brought to the table you, this Tuesday. I'm telling you, these are, they were sealed. I, I double, triple, super duper checked. We're good. So let's just eat them because come okay. on, guys. Well, first, we don't have, we can't, the we only live once. They're speckled. They look like little dinosaur eggs if I knew what a dinosaur egg looked like. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that it looks like this. Or maybe this is like an Easter bunny turd. Okay, Holly, I we were already in a place where we were questioning these. Can we not call them turds? <laughs> Pellets. They're, um, but they smell morsels. They, do they not smell a little bit like the funfetti frosting? Amazing. Are you getting that vibe? I'm getting mostly a sugar vibe. Just well, yeah. straight up sugar. That's basically yeah, yeah, like a, a jelly bean. Sugar yeah. Okay, so who wants to go in first? What I'm these look like the funfetti pieces just look like shards. Shards of fetti. Okay, in it goes. Okay. There's one. Holly's got one in her mouth. Rachel's got one in her mouth. Oh, Rachel didn't like. I saw a face. <laughs> Describe what's happening, Rachel. Oh man, it's it tastes like it's not supposed to be eaten. <laughs> That's really I, like my first impression. Oh. Of it was. I don't know. Oh. It's very. It doesn't taste like what I thought it would be. I don't like it. I don't like it mm-hmm. either. What did I just eat? Sugar. Yeah. Like, what's the flavor that I'm tasting? I don't know, but it's not good. It's not fun. I'm not having fun. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP podcast.com I'm Bradley Trainer and I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Proxy lied. What's, where's the fun in this? I don't like it. It just tastes like sugar, but not a specific kind of sugar. Like it doesn't have any kind of flavor to it. And if it's supposed to taste like frosting, then it doesn't taste like frosting. It just, it, it's, it's banal. It's what offensive. Did, and it's banali- banality. Yeah, I we, don't like these. Yeah, well, it tastes like plastic. It does kind of. That's what you get for ordering an off-brand bag of Brock's that, that, had little, that had literal handwriting on it. Well, that was weird. Well, I don't know. Something is strange about these. Great. They're going to listen back to this segment and it'll be like, what did, where did these come from? I don't yeah. even know where you can get them. Listen, I mean, they've been sitting you, in my... What are you... What did you just do to us? I don't know. Now I'm scared. I wasn't Fun until I... Fetty. Okay, Holly's going to Google them to just make sure they're an actual thing. I, I don't feel like we got punked. They are a thing, but I will tell mm. you on the Instacart review... Not good. Uh, it got one and a half stars. Okay, good. Target, 2.4 stars. So okay. clearly nobody is a fan of these because either... Here's the pro tip. Oh, they're not good. Pro tip. Either eat Funfetti cake mm-hmm. or eat jelly beans. Yeah, this was not the, a good... This, I, you know, I'll be honest because I had not put, I hadn't put one in my mouth when I saw Rachel go first, and Rachel just made this really quick, like, mmm, face, and I thought, how could these be bad? And then I tried one, and listen, to be fair, I'm not a big jelly bean fan as is, and also Brock's just burned us a couple weeks ago with the taco truck. Oh, that was sick, disgusting. That we- was the worst cheat day that we have ever had in the history of cheat day Friday. A hundred percent. These were not as bad as the taco truck. But they really weren't good. Well, Brock, step it up. So we didn't spit them out into the garbage. No, but I I did have a thought for a second. How many Cobras? Oh, I'm going to give that like a point two because it smells okay. I'm just going to give it a point one because okay. I did eat You it. swallowed it. I swallowed it. Rachel? I'll give it like a point five because smell and also the textures. So it's good. there and yeah. it looks cute. Yeah, it's put them in a bowl, but don't eat them. They're yep. to be seen and not eaten. They're the Easter Bunny turds. There you go. Oh, That's there actually go. true. Now I'm now actually I'm... believing that. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley Show, uh, celebrities behaving badly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainer is on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you. Yeah, just trying to get that nasty I cheat can't. day Friday taste out of my mouth. It's like a film. I don't know what to mm. do. I tried to drink it away with my LaCroix and it's still, it's sticking around. I do really quickly before we get to uh, celebrities behaving badly. I want to just give Panda a high five because she's right. She said, I don't know, girl, not having great luck with the jelly bean cheat days. I think you need to stop ordering Brock's zero out of two attempts. Star- Starburst jelly beans are superior. Poor Holly Roberts and Rachel. Agreed. I agree. That was cruel, and I apologize, and we'll do better in the future. Can we cleanse the palate with some celebrity D-bags? I feel like that makes sense, doesn't Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Of the day? Colleen, who's your D-bag? Thank you for asking. Okay, Mm -hmm. so this, in the most Kardashian headline ever and i really oh. truly would put this up against all other kardashian headlines okay because it's comically 
comically true, okay? This is the headline. <sighs> Kendall Jenner reveals, quote, she doesn't know what the word frugal means. Asks Courtney Kardashian to explain. A Kardashian does not understand the meaning of the word frugal. How much more Kardashian can you get? I died. Oh, Holly's screaming into the void. Just, Come back to us. I, I had to have the moment. Yeah, no, now I'm with I am you. Back. I, see, you. I already had the moment because I already have been through this. So apparently they were promoting their new show, The, the Kardashians. Kardashians, on Access Hollywood, and they were playing like a kicky game show haha ha, so funny where it's kind of like maybe the newlywed game they're trying to discover things about the people in a way of trying to promote the show so they're asking each of the kardashian women you know who's the most like they would give them a superlative and who's the most and then they'd yep. all say so they ask who's the most frugal and everyone chose kendall but then Kendall said, what does that mean? I don't even know what that means. Oh. And Courtney said, it means you care about the cost of things. Like you're careful with money. And then she goes, oh, yeah, I'm cheap. She did not mm-hmm. know the meaning of the actual meaning of the word frugal. I would like to give grace to that. However, no. I don't think I can extend the olive branch to Kendall Jenner on that one. I also feel like, let's remember, these are incredibly wealthy, privileged people well, who went to the most, probably the best schools in Calabasas. Well, yeah. Well, uh, that's... Uh, Maybe not. Uh, Do you yeah. think they didn't go to schools? Well, remember, Kylie... Kind of just did her. I mean, I think she got the, her GED. Oh, did she? I think so. But she I was think so it, busy with her businesses. Well, I re- oh, gosh, let me go back into the Kardashian role. I'm so I'm sorry, sorry Kardashian super there. fans. But I want to say that completing school was perhaps a, a challenge slash not a priority. Kendall Jenner, I can't necessarily speak to that. I do oh. know that the one Kardashian Jenner sister that graduated from college was Courtney. Okay, so I can speak to that. Well. It's a good thing she asked Courtney what it meant because Courtney knew. Well, Courtney, yeah, because Courtney's. I just, oh, Courtney got through school. I don't. Oh. I think like with that specifically, that type of verbiage is te- it's typically used in a certain group of people, and I'm I'm assuming that she's not Frugal really people. associated <laughs> with. Yeah, yeah. So because, like her no. circle never really has to use those types of words. So I mean, it's probably why it's, she's not familiar. It is comical. I just thought it was so funny. Yay. I and also truly, truly. The most Kardashian headline in the world. This Kardashian doesn't know the meaning of frugal, both literally and figuratively. Yeah. Well, and you've never. Not shocking. Well, and you've. That just speaks to never having to actually have to really contemplate frugality and yes. what it truly means. I mean, you can say, haha, tongue in cheek. I am quote unquote cheap, right? But you also live in a multi-million dollar house. You're also making a lot of money as a model. You've been in these bubbles of privilege your entire life, mm-hmm. so you've just never actually had to confront a true meaning of that word, right? Right. And Rachel's right. You also don't run in a circle where that word gets used. 
yeah. for any reason. I would like to know what her definition of, of cheap is. Well, that's the thing I want to know is, you know, when she cares, when when Courtney says that she cares about what things cost, I'm curious at what point is something too expensive, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to know. Like, where's the threshold? I would like to dig further into this discussion, but Access Hollywood did not have the time for that, and huh. Us Magazine just wanted to publish the best headline, and they did, so thank you for that. Holly, who's your D-bag? Steven Seagal. Oh, well, I mean... Steven Seagal! Thank you. Say no more, <laughs> but do say more, please. Well, this story comes to us courtesy of actor John Leguizamo, and he's talking about how Steven Seagal was an onset bully. And because he was an onset bully, I'm calling him Lord D-bag of the day. Yes. So now, what did he do to bully? Right. What were they in together? Uh, they were in a movie together back in the day. Okay. That was called 1996's Executive Decision. Oh. Now that I movie. I did not see it. That movie starred Steven Seagal. I believe it also starred Kurt Russell. It was an action thing. It yeah. was a mid-90s action movie. It sounds real action Yeah, people were doing action-y things Yeah, they got that. super action Yeah, super. So, John Leguizamo is sharing a story about working on Executive Decision. Steven Seagal, in that movie, he foils terrorist plot to seize control of an airplane. And John Leguizamo said, yeah, I didn't have a good time with Steven Seagal. No one has. I don't know no why. One, I, no this one, shocks me not at all. No one has. Literally, no one has. He is now, not a fun guy. In case you don't know who Steven Seagal is, because I feel like he's one of those people that might kind of be understood, but his fame has been over for such a long time, at least in the right. way that like action star, the height of Steven Seagal. Right. Like you might know who he is, like if you had to look at a lineup of people, but you wouldn't realize that he had a body of work. Yeah, he actually ha- he was a legitimate film star at yeah. one time, not just an energy drink impresario, uh, martial arts star and rock guitarist. Yeah, we Isn't know. Isn't he now. like a sheriff too? Oh yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Uh, well, he says so. John Leguizamo's so talking about Steven Seagal on the set of Executive Decision. John Leguizamo says Gene LaBelle, who's the most famous stuntman in Hollywood, was in a movie with him, and Steven Seagal kept hitting the stuntman on purpose. What? No. Yeah, and then John Leguizamo says that Gene said to Steven Seagal, "Don't do that to my boys because they can't hit you back. It's not fair." So then. He did it again. Steven Seagal did it again. But here's the nice thing, I suppose, is that Gene wasn't having any of it. Put Steven Seagal in a chokehold and said, you ever do that and I'm going to choke you to death. Good. (laughs) But also, I know I can tell you right now exactly what kind of preteen Steven Seagal was. Steven Seagal as a preteen was the kid that you would say, do this thing. And he would do the opposite. Yeah. Just to do it just and to, to make you angry to be a contrarian yes. bully oh gross yeah yeah he's um he's problematic in a lot of ways yeah this is just confirmation of uh the fact that this that those problematic things extend even into interpersonal relationships and job sites yes it was very problematic now what was the last project he did like movie project movie project Well, let's look because I can't say that definitively. So he was in something called Beyond the Law in 2019. Nope. Didn't see it. I don't think anybody really Mm -mm. saw it. Then he was in a movie called General Commander. So the last time that he did anything 
was around 2019, and he was in a lot of direct-to-video stuff. Okay. A lot of things where it was like, we can get this financed if we get Steven Seagal to star in this movie for 10 minutes. Then we can get the money for this, because he's a known name. Like, people understand who Steven right. Seagal is, whether you like him or not. He's a global star in the sense that people in a lot of different places know where he yeah. is. So he's a, a name that can get a film financed, like, you know, Direct to video wise. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, I think that he just celebrated his 70 something birthday in in Russia. Sounds about right. Yeah. Sounds that's, about, that's pretty Steven Seagal for you. Uh huh. Yeah. Because that's him in a nutshell. Him in a nutshell. No, this is him in a nutshell. I'm in a nutshell. nutshell. (laughs) Uh, But he's one of those guys where in the late 80s and early 90s, he did have a, a series of movies that were popular. And actually, a few of them were decent. But then it's one of those things where you you have this phenomenon of fame Mm -hmm. and you're in the right place in the right time. And then you behave like this on the set of movies and then nobody wants to work with you anymore. It's not worth it. Kind of the story of how you how your career winds down is when nobody really wants to work with you. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. You know, I always put him in the same sort of category as Jean-Claude Van Damme in terms of just they're like the time of their action starriness. Yes. But what is Jean-Claude up to? Is he still doing things? I think he still does things. Okay. He stole the muscles from Brussels. I love it. Yeah. I love it. You guys, it's a weird world. Hey, we're here. It's a weird world. It sure is. Yeah. Steven Seagal, you're not nice. You're a D-bag. Yeah. Speaking of it being a weird world, you are going to realize that it's always been a weird world in this next segment. I'm going to tell you, Holly, and you, Rachel, for sure, about a phenomenon that I bet neither of you have a real memory of. But not only did it actually happen, it is still happening. And I will say the following words. Time and temperature. We'll tell you what it all means when we come back after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, happy Friday, everybody. It's the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are hanging out with you. Hey. Hey. Okay. So, Holly Roberts and Rachel, who's running the controls today, uh, if I may be so bold as to ask for your age ranges, you don't have to give the exact age if you don't want to. I'm a millennial. Rachel? I'm in my mid 20s. Mid 20s. Okay. So here's what I know about the two of you. Uh, Well, no, let me ask the question before I say what I want to say. If you need to know what time it is or what the weather is outside, what do you do? I will go to my phone. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Rachel? I second that. I go to my phone. Yeah, because it's all right, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we used to also go to our phones, but it was before we had mobile phones. We would dial a number. And it was a time and temperature hotline. You would call. I know you're looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm going to explain to you why this actually made sense in just a moment. Please. Because you're like, this sounds cumbersome and stupid, right? Yeah, I wait to be delighted by this uh, old school technology. So, okay. So you would call a number. And I I will tell you, my friends and I used to call a specific number. I wish I could remember the name. We called it Mr. Butler. It was not what that was universally known as. But we called it Mr. Butler because it was like he gave us the information we needed. So. 
So, for example, uh, I would go over to my friend Gretchen's house and we would be, you know, planning to take the bus to the mall. We would take the city bus to Southdale. But you wanted to know, because you're going to have to be outside for a little while, like, what is the temperature right now? What what should I be wearing? And so you'd call the time and temperature line. You'd call Mr. Butler. And Mr. Butler would say, the time is blah, blah, blah. And the temperature is blank. And then you'd go, okay. And then you'd hang up. And it was just like a recording. What? 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 Okay. What, what time? <laughs> Did you like what was the the era in which hey, good you would question. utilize this groundbreaking technology? So I was probably in like fifth, sixth, seventh grade, and that would have been in the year like the late eighties that this would have we would have been doing this. Yeah, because I used movie phone. Okay, which is which is a similar thing for movie time. Conceptually, yes, because yes. if there wasn't a t- like that you didn't have all of your information in your handheld computer. Right. But truly, we didn't even have cell phones at all. So this was prior to cell phones. So this was like you literally what I don't know what the temperature is if I didn't have a newspaper or the news on or the weather channel, the only way you'd know, or a thermometer in my house, which we didn't, you, the only way you'd know the temp was to call Mr. Butler. Again, that's what we called it. Do you know that well, what that reminds me of? What? I'm sorry. No, I, you're fine. Um, Back in before smartphones, when you could text, there was a number, I don't remember the name, but it was like a Google essentially. Yep. And you texted a question and then they would respond with an answer. Ask Jeeves. I don't remember this. Like it was like a, name. a thing that you could text. Yeah. And they'd give you the, I don't remember that, but I oh love this. I wish I could remember the name. But. I did not have that. It used to be, this is like before Google, there was something called Ask Jeeves. And it yes. was a website and you'd go to it and you'd type in a question and Jeeves would tell you the answer. So it is, it's sort of like all of a piece. It's like a very centralized, specialized thing you can do to get this information. Well, mm-hmm. the reason I'm bringing this up today is because those numbers not only still exist hotlines with time and temperature, they collectively get over a million calls. What? Yes. What? Yes. Like people are still using these things every right. month. Old every, I know, right? Every month they get over a combined million calls, meaning people are still apparently desperate to get their time and temp. Now, because you guys have never had this experience or heard what this sounds like, um, I did Google. We have a number of them in, in the Twin Cities. I found one that I really liked. I liked the voice and I like all the information we're going to get oh, from I'm this glad, one. I'm glad you curated this experience You're welcome. I wanted you to have the real deal experience. Now, Rachel, I have supplied you with a phone number. And I know I'm making it sound like it's a joke. This is not a joke. This is actually a local time and temperature number. And I think this one is highly, highly specialized in the in the area it services. But Rachel, if you want to bring up the phone line and then carefully, because we don't want to accidentally get somebody like a doctor's office or something, <laughs> um, dial the provided number. Um, she's looking and I'm, I told her, I was like, be very, very careful. Yeah. You don't want to surprise a, a Sharon. Yeah. Just on her lunch break. Like right? who, who's calling me? Right. Who is this? Weirdos. So, Okay. And then we're gonna put we're gonna put it up as soon as we get through, so we can hear it. Here we go. Right, here we go. The time is one o'clock p.m. Today's date is Friday, April fifteenth, 
The current temperature is 24 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Thank you for calling. I just realized I didn't got, update I've, the phone number. I've got beef for her. No. What do you have to... <laughs> No, there was an there's like four phone there's four or five of these locally and there was one that I liked better that I I thought I'd updated the phone number and I didn't. So that was the first that is the but that's typical. But they but lied. She, it's 151. She had the time wrong. So whoever's in charge of that hotline you need to change the time. But that's the only thing. Other than that, she just gives you the information you need. Now the other one that I had was a male voice. And I, I forgot, I thought I had given you that number, and now I can't, I don't even know where it is, but it doesn't matter. He was like, in the Osseo area, it is this, and it was like very, very specialized to one very specific area, and he gave a lot of information. But typically, when you called the time and temp line, it was just the time is 1.51 p.m. The temperature, the current temperature is whatever the current temperature is, and that's it. That's it. That's all. That's all. That's all. The, that's all, folks. Yeah. yeah so I know how this you, would have been useful at okay, a certain time. I it's funny place. because I'm definitely trying to sell it to you, and I realize I don't think you guys lived in the time when we would have needed this. No, I understand. Now <gasps> I am one of those. Thank folks. you, Lynn. Lynn just no, gave me Mister Butler's phone she number. Gave you that. Mm-hmm. Totally understand the utility of something like this because technically, if we're gonna, I am a zenial, meaning. That I kind of straddle yep. generations. Yep, you're just right there on the yeah, hump. Just right there on the hump. So I do remember a time when it was like, yeah, maybe I I need to check the temperature because am I going to carry my jacket into the mall or not? Now, mm-hmm. the answer was always no, and it doesn't matter what temperature it is because who's going to see your outfit then? Right, true. Yeah, who's going to see your cool wet seal top? Yeah. Because where else are you going to wear that darn thing? Exactly. You go to the mall. Uh, I was also a person who had a pager. Back in the day. Okay. So my friends could conveniently dial 80085 to me, and I knew what was going on. Did you have the kind of pager where you would get a message like written out, or that you would just get a number that you had to call back? You would just get a number that you had to call back. Okay. Because my parents provided me with a pager because they wanted to be in communication sure. with me. You know, there are modern modern people on the go. Absolutely. And it was like when I needed to go and get picked up at the movies or do whatever, it was just like a, a rudimentary way to have communication with them. Okay, I have to ask this of Rachel. How old were you when you got your first cell phone? I was in high school. I was okay. a freshman. So I got my first cell phone after college. I had one friend in college who had a cell phone and we were like, he must be incredibly wealthy. Uh-huh. Was it a How Zach Morris phone? No, it the wasn't. It was a Nokia. It was like one of the ones that you would play snake on. Does mm-hmm. that mean anything to anybody? And, it, and I think it even had like T9 texting, but nobody was, nobody else had phones. So we couldn't text right. with him. But, um, but so I like, I never lived a life with a cell phone and so, again, if I was at the mall and I couldn't find a clock or I didn't have a watch, you truly could. I think those numbers were free from pay phones. What's mm-hmm. a pay phone? <laughs> but there would be like at Southfield, there was a whole bank of these pay phones and you just roll up. The first thing you would do is check the return change slot to see if anybody right. had a return quarter that they forgot about. And then you'd pocket it um, and then you'd call this number and then you'd know what time it was and you'd know what the temperature was. And oh, by the way, we did get this from Kaylee, who said the text was called Cha Cha. Cha Cha. Yes. That's what it was. Oh, thank you. Kaylee. I don't hey! even remember oh that. Gosh. I didn't know about that, that thing. That satisfied the tickle in my brain. There you go. See, anyway, there it, I know it seems so silly and cumbersome now. And I but I promise you at the time it was necessary. <laughs> 
<laughs> but what I think Back is so funny day, is when I was at the mall, people are paying to keep these things alive. They're private entities that keep these time and temperature lines alive now. And I'm who are the million people who are calling them well, other sure than us doing it just for funsies. I think it's a demographic of people who appreciate the simplicity of it. Yeah, it is. It's so simple. Yeah. It's like, just know this phone number. You call it and you get the two very important things you need to know. What time is it? And what does it feel like outside right now? Done and done. Done and done. So just so you know, if you if you are wondering yourself, how do I get one of those numbers? If you just Google time and temperature hotline and then whatever city you're in, you'll get options. And then while you're at Google, you can check the actual time and the temperature outside. <laughs> Come on, I like it. Let's keep, keep it alive. I like Thank it. you, Rachel. It's like yeah. nostalgia yeah. for me. <laughs> and you. And a couple other people. Yeah. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what you watching? What you watching on TV? What you putting your eyeballs on? We want to get some good ideas of what kinds of things we should be streaming and binging. 651-641-1071. What you watching? We'll talk to you after this on My Talk 1071.